0: Remember to visit us online too at com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino.
1: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Best Ever You Show. This is a special Saturday edition of our show intended to bring our Best Ever You community, our Your Life Sparkles community, and Beth Caldwell's communities all together to talk about developing emotional resilience in these and navigating these stressful situations so um, I wanted to just start by saying hello to everyone and um, Beth and Chris are on the line with us so maybe let's start with Beth and just say hello to Beth so (laughs) I know we're really super mindful we're going to be super mindful to try and not talk all over each other we can't see each other we're in different parts of the country or world like Chris is in Canada so we're we're coming to you live from different parts of of the world. But also, um, Beth, before we get started, I just wanted to sort of back up a little bit and tell everybody how this phone call came to be, because you and I were sort of, um, had slowed down our schedules and reconnected and hadn't connected for a while. We were talking about books and my new allergy book out and all that stuff. So what an interesting
2: spin on a reconnection, huh? Indeed, indeed. Um, hi, everybody. Hi, Chris. Um, this, this has been a just a bizarre set of circumstances that has us all sort of just treading water and figuring things out and how delighted I was to get a message from you. And I think that other people around the world are doing that. You know, last night we were sitting on the couch and a, a client from years ago popped into my head. And I looked at my significant other and I said, I'm going to call Elizabeth. And I just called her, and she was delighted to hear from me. And I feel like because of this quiet time, these promptings of our soul, these prompting messages, hey, check in with Elizabeth, check in with – not you, Elizabeth, it was another Elizabeth. But <laughs> I know, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Now that we normally – our minds are so busy because we're in reactive mode, and our minds are now quieting because we don't have – for example, last night, Elizabeth – Uh, Yesterday, I had six things on my calendar yesterday. I had a book signing. I had a celebration of an event. I had a baby shower, right? So if, if I had done all those things yesterday, my brain wouldn't have had the time to get that message. Hey, check in with your friend. It's fascinating, isn't it?
1: Well, it is, and I, I want to remind you to remind everybody that you're the author of ten books on leadership, inspiration, and personal development. Uh, that's ten books, everybody. Um, and and you are very active in your community. I've seen so many photos. Um, you and Chris are just powerhouses. Of, Chris Fuller are just powerhouses of bringing people together um, in in events and women's leadership groups and you know all these things. So, what's happening um, must Present a shift to both of you because I know um, you're the founder, Beth, of and creator of the Shift program <laughs> and the Leadership Academy for Women, and you're the you're the former host of the popular web TV show Smart Leadership. Didn't you work with,
2: um, I want to say, like, was it Steve Harvey for a really long time? Is right. yes, that right?
0: Yes, that's right.
2: Four years. For four years. Mm-hmm. From Do you want to tell us what you did? Oh, well, Steve Harvey had – this is the power of Google. Steve Harvey had a book called Act Like a Success and that came out in 2012, 2013. And I had a program called the Success Academy for Women, and that is how Google is amazing at getting you opportunities. Um, and so uh, when he was promoting that book, he – started doing some success seminars and combined with a group called the Radical Success Institute. And he would do these three-day weekend success events where he would be the comedian, entertainer, inspirational speaker. And there were about six other instructors, and I was one of them. And we would teach the breakout sessions and the big stage sessions on things like on everything and life and business success. And my topics were publicity, leadership, productivity, um, resilience was one of them. One of my, my most popular talks was From Frantic to Focused, How to Take Your Life from Out of Control to Streamline right. and Successful. My goodness, am I glad that I overcame that issue uh, before this that we're facing today uh, because I really spent many years of my life in reactive mode. Right. So boy, am I well, glad and we'll talk about to, that you know, too here. Right, for sure.
1: <clears throat> um, and right now you host the motivational weekly broadcast called the Monday Morning Mastermind, which you know, it's something that everybody can do online right now, too, to you know, participate with the, with the things that you're, you're doing. I'm going to bring Chris in to the conversation. Uh, Chris is a keynote speaker, business coach, and event planner. She just had um, an event, uh, I think it was last week, I want to say, um, a Your Life Sparkles Ladies group event. And really, she's known for her mindset philosophies and like meticulous planning. In this, Chris, I agree. Um, she's also a new author with Waldorf Publishing and has books books coming out. We're going to do I think we're going to do an ebook together. And she's the CEO of Your Life Sparkles. So, Chris, hello, hello.
3: Good, good morning. morning. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning, Beth, and good morning everyone who's uh, tuning in. So, I'm so glad you thought to include me on this call because I mean, it is the current situation, everybody's minds are sort of in overtime spinning around with, um, you know, an infinite num- number of possibilities or concerns, and it's just on our minds. And like Beth said, it can create space for um, beautiful things and connections, but it certainly is on the forefront of the, of the conversation. So I'm really glad that the three of us are coming together um, with the gifts and leadership that we offer to, to chat about it, because I think that that is something that, you know, when we're in our own homes or working from home or in a different routine is that that connection piece becomes so important. And I mean, that's what we're all about at Your Life Sparkles is connecting with each other, working collaboratively. And you mentioned our books coming up, Elizabeth, and it's a yes, we're working on them. We just, in our (laughs) list of 97,000 things, um, we just have to get it it prioritized, right, girl? And we will. But yeah, Yeah. I'm just really, really blessed to be here with you guys because I think that the conversation is a way to connect and I think people are craving that. So thank you for having me.
1: And I'm just going to introduce myself. Um, I'm a mindset leadership, personal development, and corporate corporate development consultant. Uh, I'm the CEO of Compliance4, and um, also the CEO of Best Ever View. And um, I basically help people, brands, and businesses achieve world class excellence and help people be their best. Uh, my book is called Percolate. Let your best self filter through. It was published by Hay House, and it is the, um, basically it's coffee metaphors, but it's the nine steps of change or how people make or cope with change. And then also I have a new book that just came out last weekend called A Lesson for Every Child Learning About Food Allergies, which is written by Sally Huss and I contributed to the book and and, am helping market the book and uh, connect the book with the larger food allergy community, which I'm a part of because I have life-threatening food allergies. So um, that is me and Beth and Chris and we're here to guide you in this conversation today. And we wrote a blog also about navigating sort of navigating the unknown. And I, I want to like kind of read from that and then get you guys talking about it. Does that work for you? Yeah, sure. Chris and Beth. Yep. Yeah.
2: Great. Um,
1: we wrote That's that nice. navigate. Great. Okay, good. All right. We, we wrote that navigating the unknown isn't new. Like generally speaking, we're all constantly navigating the unknown as people, whether it's a new job or a class mm-hmm. we take new baby we bring home, um, whatever it is, we're constantly maneuvering through change and we're looking for the best road to take. That said, um, I don't know about this magnitude of change. Um, so a lot of us already, I know we, we were all three talking about the things that had gone on in our lives. And this is another an added layer of unexpected stress and anxiety and unknown. And it's, co- it's a really complicated uh, issue to navigate um comments maybe beth first yeah
2: i i oh. sorry Beth, yes, you go Chris, that's fine <laughs> well here we are we talked about how are we going to not laugh because the three of us just that's our sort of communication style um it's been i i don't i i have not one adjective to describe how we are feeling in the face of facing the coronavirus in the United States and Canada, where we are, mm. the three of us are. I, I can't think of a word. Overwhelmed doesn't even begin to describe how all of us are feeling uh, as global citizens. Um, afraid doesn't touch it. Um, concern doesn't touch it. I don't know of a word. I did read a word yesterday. Uh, in the and I think you read this article too in the Washington Post, and the word was pre-traumatic stress syndrome, pre-traumatic stress. It was an article mm-hmm. talking about um, how healthcare workers are feeling facing this pandemic to come, and we can't trivialize this by saying, "Well, we we never." Part of me wants to say, "We never know what tomorrow will bring." You know, I have in my women's group here in Pittsburgh, we have three women. And we're not even that big of a group, 250 women, but we have three women that just this week have lost um, parents or parents-in-law, just just this week, and none of them coronavirus-related. And th- th- we could lose people all the time, but it, it seems almost sassy or disrespectful to say something like that at this point. So I think we are, as you have mentioned, we're navigating this for the first time. But one thing that I do know is that how we handle this, how we as leaders, how we as the women of our families, the women who are leaders, um, whether it's our title or not, we are the leaders that people follow in the community, in the families, in our churches, our synagogues, how we react. And if we're falling apart and worried and in chaos inside, that is so contagious to everybody. And so it's, it's an example a very huge responsibility for us to deal with this in the best way that we can and keep the others around us very very calm and yeah. and confident and strong
1: yeah and i and i agree and chris um <clears throat> i wanted i wondered if you would allow allow yourself to go deep with this one and talk about ben and so forth as well
3: as you answer this yeah you know what? As Beth was talking and she was talking about those words and another word that popped into my mind, and it links exactly, like you're reading my mind, Elizabeth, because I thought, oh, this is going to be what I want to say. Another word that popped into my mind that I've seen in media and from friends is the word alarmist. Everything we're doing now feels alarmist um, because it is so new. And in the actions that we're being encouraged to take or that we're taking or that we're sort of seeing or those changes, what's happening you know, as as leaders in the room, the the thing that circles back with like setting examples and what is how do you in the time of this make space for regular life? Like make space for regular life. So Beth just talked about some parents passing away, and I'm in a situation where my husband were in one month of uh, a diagnosis with stage four cancer, and so that's very new, and that's very regular life real for me and so then there's this added layer like you were saying and and it's like how do we how do we navigate this new thing when we're already in a new thing and so space for regular life and and what I notice as well is that people have said to me when they're having a bad day or they're they they said oh I'm just having this terrible day you know this happened with uh, my car and they stop themselves and they say oh oh I'm so sorry none of my days are as bad as yours I'll I'll stop and I and I want to encourage people to not do that because I still need regular life things in my life. And I still, you're still allowed to have a bad day because your car broke down. You don't have to try to like up me on the scale of what's happening, you know? And so in looking at how that translates to what we're doing, I think that there needs to be space for regular life.
1: Oh, I agree. And I think that's, you can just see how people are trying to figure out what that is exactly as well, because we're being um, told to not work or schools have closed or colleges have closed. In you know, our own family here, uh, baseball season is canceled. Um, you know, my, our our one son is walking around going, I don't know what to do with myself. I have never not played baseball right now in my entire life, pretty yeah. much. And so, um, you know, there's it's new ground all around. And I think these are the moments where strength shows up. You can see it happening online where yep. I you know I'm seeing like teachers do virtual classrooms and have children's book authors come in and read virtually yep. to the kids. Things and, and people showing up who might not otherwise be able to visit a classroom like that. So there's some yep. really interesting creative things uh
3: going on, don't you think Chris? I, I do and I applaud that and I do I love that people are sort of making the best of it and but taking it into a level of action. And you know, my sister yeah. has kids and she told me the other day, she said, we're gonna do a bake off and the kids are really excited. So they're still learning in a different capacity. I think the challenge that I've seen with kids in particular who are home in an unknown field is for my advice to parents is don't beat yourself up with trying to fail six hours because right. you need to give yourself some grace too. Like it's new and it's different. And if we think about that regular life idea and that in regular life, what you would sort of go and do or take on, you know, you need to allow yourself some grace too. It's not that you're going to be able to wear all of these hats all of a sudden, and so don't overwhelm yourself. You know, if you're doing a little, that's great. So, we have, I think we have three it's wonderful really, to see these outreaches too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
1: we sorry we have three really great articles for parents. Uh, students yep. and teachers on Best Ever You right now, too. My high school friend is a superintendent principal in Denver, and she went online on the Best Ever You and wrote three really great articles. Um, she called them principal PSAs, and they're like lists, like, I think it's a list of ten things, and each one geared toward the student, geared toward yep. the teacher, and geared toward the parents, and I and I think they speak to exactly what, you were, what you're saying. And, um, Beth, do you... Um, what do you think about the the shift in the day to day I know especially what I'm listening to you, and you had like i don't know if I could get six things that huge done in one day anyway, but um since that's happening to you, how are you navigating, and what are some ideas that you might have for people who had events
2: scheduled that aren't happening um, well, you know the theme yeah. of our talk today our our getting together today is to really explore that te- that term resilience. And we all, and the people listening to this call, are resilient. We may learn just how resilient we are. And I am blessed to have a real natural sense of optimism and resiliency. But even me, um, I've slowed down. You know, yesterday, the the past two days, I spent more time talking on the phone than I probably did since I was in 10th grade, right? Right
4: and talking
2: on the phone and connect I am, even though I could be working on my website right now, I could be refining my SEO. I could be, you know, I had a book tour scheduled for right now, which I don't care about because I can do that book tour next year or in September or whenever it lands around. But I could be be tweaking it and optimizing it. I could be doing all that. really don't feel the, the calling to do that right now. I feel the drive to connect with people. You know, one of the phone calls I had was with you, 15, maybe 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. We talked on the phone the other day, and and several other like that, connecting with people. I've seen my neighbors more this week at a distance, but more more this week than I've seen them probably in a year. Um, We're texting and checking on each other every night. I have some elderly people that live in my building. Um, That – feeds your soul and helps to keep you connected and grounded. And so even though we could be doing things, I say do what you feel like doing. Do what you feel like doing. Now, this morning, so the past couple of That's days. That's a great
1: really idea. That, like, work Hang on, I'm interrupting you for right. one second. That is a great okay. sentence right there. Do what you feel like doing. Don't you love that, Chris?
3: Yeah, I do. I wanted to jump in as well. I had to bite my tongue, but I love it. <laughs> I did I think it. I'm, it I'm it sorry. I did. So
2: <laughs> And, and I think you more like people doing. need to hear that message. So say, say it again, Beth. Say it again, say it again. Beth. Really, going. really, you know, listen to your inner voice. And Okay, now here I go. I'm going to start preaching. When I speak <laughs> on stages <laughs> and people ask me, what do you think is the biggest problem facing American women today? Because I'm a women's leadership expert. I think that the biggest, before today, before this week, before February, March 2020, I would have said, The biggest problem facing American women today is the problem of what do other people think of me? And American women should themselves, S H O U L D, I should do this. I should be cleaning my closets right now. I should be organizing my basement. I sh- and I've done it to myself. I even said to myself this morning, I should go through those photos that from my kids in preschool, who both of my kids are graduating college, right? I should organize yeah. those preschool photos. I should organize the soccer papers. I should blo- I should work on my blog. I should should should. I don't feel like that right now. Yeah. And so don't do don't should yourself. And do what you feel like. This is an opportunity for us to really listen to those messages, depending on how you believe. It can be your soul message. It could be your angel spirits. It could be the Holy Spirit. Listen to what your soul tells you to do and do that today more than ever. I love that. Can I get an amen, right?
4: Uh, Yeah, you got an amen (laughs) for me. You got a couple of
3: them. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, I want to remind listeners that they can call us at 646-787-8537, and I also, we have a question here about what our websites are. I will give you our websites, but I'm going to just clarify something and just let you know that we're sharing our personal examples right now. Um, We do have like eight specific tips that we've written for you guys in a blog. There's more. I mean, there's so many things floating around out there to help you navigate stress and build your emotional resilience and so forth. But these are eight that we came up with together. Um, that we thought would help and kind of go with this call my website is elizabethgarino.com and BestEverYou.com. y-o-u.com Beth is uh beth i just have women's leadership academy what's the website that goes with that
2: so it's women's hyphen leadership academy.com and then coach there we go. I need to add that one, okay. the second one. And then,
1: um, Chris, I have yourlifesparkles.com, and then your other one is Chris. Is it Chris Fuller Author? Or Chris, is that right? right? Chris Fuller yeah, Author.com. Author. So I'll, I'll add those into the to the blog or to the radio show, so that I didn't have enough room in the description to um, put websites in as well. But would you ladies like to um, move into the discussion about the the eight points that we we wrote, or do you want to keep talking? Personally, I know if, we've got questions being tweeted, too, so I'll, I'll interrupt us here
3: and there with those. Yeah. Um, I think that do, eight points would be good because our stories are going to come through in those. And I think, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, Elizabeth, the, the eight points that we sort of generated here, nothing is rocket science, nothing is new, but this is a time when we need those reminders. You know, I can't think of how many times I've gone to something like maybe one of your leadership seminars, Beth, and this stuff that I hear is like, it's not new, but we need reminders. And that part Indeed. of leadership is guiding and reminding and so I do love that these eight tips are here and I think our conversation will evolve from there so I say green light I agree
2: and okay. I would say and then... for all of those of you listening now please uh, type your questions in and Elizabeth can um, I'm monitoring the best ever you Facebook group um and if anybody wants to post something there but i say let's do it and then we can take we can answer all the questions because okay. we all agreed before that we'll stay here long we're not in a hurry so yeah, let's exactly. do the, the tips <laughs> let's do the tips and then we can as you listeners hear these tips and you come up with a question or a concern or you want some reassurance about a particular point or something is worrying you personally type it in and and let us address that and we'll stay here as long as you need us yeah yeah and then a yeah. reminder
1: we um there are more callers coming in um just a reminder also um that we also this airs live and then we syndicate wherever you get your favorite podcasts from so we're we're on iheart radio itunes Gosh, Spotify, Stitcher FM, Player FM, I don't know all of them. There's a lot of them, and and we're there for you, so you can can find us. And if we're not there, let me know, and we'll get there. Um, The other thing I need to do responsibly before we continue is to just let everybody know um, we've been asked as broadcasters to make sure that our audience knows that we are not medical professionals. We are not the latest news and updates and critical information for the coronavirus. Please, in your world, since we do broadcast worldwide, please, in your world and community where you are, follow the procedures that you need to follow to keep yourself safe, well, and healthy and abide by the um, the rules and so forth that are going into effect in your areas as they go in. And, and also, we are not... Um, I was going to say we're not medical professionals. I think I kind of said that also, but um, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not any of that. Um, So if you need bigger uh, assistance, please um, seek that help as well and dial 911 if you have an emergency. Do you guys have anything to add to that before we go? Before we keep going?
2: Go ahead. No, thank you. Okay.
1: All right. And then I'm going to open this one, excuse me, this one call to see if they have a question before we go. Um, It is a caller from the, hang on, the 412, another 412 area code. I'm opening your phone line. Did you have a question to ask us or are you just listening? Yeah, okay, we're going to. Close that back up and let them just listen. That's common too. Just so you know, um, when you're on here, some people don't want to talk live. So, um, Chris, do you want to take the first one? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it.
2: So, okay. eight so tips the first we tip that we yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> here are eight <laughs> tips we have for developing emotional resilience to help navigate
3: the stressful situation. And so the first tip, Elizabeth just made me practice it right live now because it's pausing. <laughs> And she wouldn't let me start. I hope you all noticed that. (laughs) So it it is to practice pausing. And in this case, um, we had said we may need to, you know, pause for humanity. So it's a a little bigger. You know, life has issued a pause for many of us. And so what does that mean? And what do we do to navigate that? And I think a lot of the importance of that is allowing it. And I know, Beth, you touched on this a little bit and Elizabeth too, we already have, um, but just allow yourself to take that break or to not be perfect or to not organize the photo albums. Just allow that pause to happen and be mindful of it. And your pause can be big or small. And we, we're we're in this together and we're navigating that together, but just sort of allow it and just allow yourself to take that breath. So that's our first tip, I guess. And then I will uh, let you two comment more on that, I guess. So I took the lead. What are you doing? What are in you lighting. doing
1: personally for for practicing yeah. the pause? What are what are you doing? Yeah.
3: So I am taking myself on a on a daily walk. And so that's something that was, you know, in my in my life a little bit before, but now I feel like I'm really making that commitment to it and making it maybe even a little longer because I do feel I have more time on my hands and it's interesting like Beth said I feel I've connected with more of my neighbors and people are sort of home. So they're out on my streets and in similar fashion, we have uh, more elderly in our area. And so they'll be in their yard or doing things. It's fairly nice weather here in BC, kind of springy. So I'm walking and talking to people at a safe distance. So I feel that the neighborhood connection is good, but that walk for me is just kind of gets me out of the house for two things. One, Ben is home all the time now because of the cancer so we get a little cabin fevery in regular life and then i see updates of world news and the bigger picture so unplugging and taking that walk is is really big for me and a part of it too and i just said it now is the unplug part so i don't bring my phone i just
2: take that walk i love that
1: what about you beth
2: well a couple of things one i am being extra conscientious about being intentional instead of reactive So I find myself wanting to say something or even wanting to think something when you see somebody in line ahead of you in the grocery store that has 35 items in a less than 10 item line, right? I'm finding myself being very intentional and sending blessings and imagining how afraid that person is and not – and just being intentional about every thought, about every reaction, even as you mentioned, Chris, about being home with your spouse and being reactive. And yeah. sometimes your, your spouse will say something and you'll get, I can't speak for you too, but I will get instantly defensive, like, what is this supposed to mean? And instead laughing, knowing that he means it as a joke. Because when people are stressed, how they handle things is magnified. So if somebody laughs a lot in their regular life, they may laugh more when they're stressed. If somebody makes jokes a lot in their regular, everybody's coping skill is different. So if somebody gets into the alarmist mode when it's just something normal, right, they tend to be alarmist. They're going to be extreme alarmist now. So instead of getting defensive about that, it's recognizing that they are in a place of fear. And not Mm -hmm. reacting to it. Um, That has, has been, you know, I'm a really reactive person and I'm also super helpful. Also, just even noticing the things about myself that might be annoying. For example, like both of you, I'm an extreme optimist. I see the best in every situation. And not today or yesterday or let's say the past three days, but let's say in the past three weeks, my attitude has been annoyingly optimistic to many people. Yeah. Um, and we, we've heard people for weeks talking about silver linings and the best thing that happened today. That's natural for us optimists. That is very irritating yeah. to alarmists. And so the pausing and realizing all these different, which leads into our second tip about your, your style, right? Um, yeah. Everybody's super, super sensitive right now. I think that is
1: such a good point because I think that we all need each other and the world needs both. Um, because in these times of, of struggle, I mean, we just heard the governor of New York calling for people like us to help, um, calling for the strong to get stronger and help those who don't feel so great right now. And so, um, yeah, I, th- I think to, to kind of put a, a layer on that and just say, be really, maybe pause and, and before everybody reacts toward one another, be very respectful of like what you're saying, like our individual styles. But but also, maybe there's a back layer to that, to what people are really feeling and how it's being portrayed. Like somebody might be really, really nervous, so their way of being really nervous is to post a joke. And that's people's way of coping with really grave situations sometimes. People react and respond in all different sorts of ways. And so being respectful, especially online right now, because we're all online pretty much, just being overly respectful of, of people in that regard, I think is, is really important. I know personally, to me, my, my pause has been to let other people know that I'm pausing. (laughs) So all the emails that come in for this or that or another thing, I'm like, y'all are going to have to chill out a little bit because I can't get to everything like that all at once and have, you know, be retrieving people from college and stuff from dorm rooms and doing all these things and, you know, making sure that we all take care of our own selves as well, because sometimes people with extremely positive outlooks are depleted in, in that because they're constantly giving to other people. So it's very important for mm-hmm. people with that type of outlook to be able to maintain that for other people. It means that there's a layer back in the background of health, of exercising, of eating right, you know, all the things that go into play to take care of your own uh, self as well. And yeah. so those And are, I would say
2: yeah. the other thing that I'm doing, the other really obvious way that I'm pausing is is watching the news only once a day, oh, which I was yeah. not doing on and and before this yeah. crisis, I didn't watch the news at all. And I did find out about the coronavirus, right? I did. Yeah. You, you, if you don't watch the news, don't worry. People who watch the news in your family will let you know that things are going on. But, of course, in in the case of a crisis, I started watching the news, and I found myself yeah. watching it all through the day. And that is yeah. is extremely difficult for someone who is as sensitive as me. And I'm finding yeah. that they are, as in every crisis, they will say the same things over and over and over again. And so um, today, yeah. it hasn't been on at all. Thursday night, I really had trouble sleeping. Um, and so Friday, I didn't watch the news. I got the news from my significant other who watches the news a lot. And uh, But it, it, I'm protecting myself that way. Um, by, and also social media has gotten in some ways, in some places, a little bit ugly um, and a little bit alarmist. And I protect myself from that. I would rather use my energies for good um, than, than put them down that toilet drain of uh, sucking the life out of me. So that's been right. something that I, I, I almost feel guilty about doing, but it's been really important for me. And I feel better t- to yesterday and today than I did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
1: Good. And, and whatever works for you, whatever it is, that's what we're encouraging on this phone call is, you know, really think about and, and, and whatever works for you, do more of that. I like what you said earlier. Um, <clears throat> we're we're going to move on to point two. And, again, if we need to go back to other points as you're listening and have questions or comments or whatever, we certainly will. Um, or, you know, you can email us after the show or, or tweet us. But the, the second one, Beth, do you want to take that one? I know we both, you and right. I, and we all three of us have a lot of leadership between us. Um,
2: right. You know, I, I,
1: yeah. So, but I think I, I'd love for you to just talk about that one.
2: Well, we've touched on this a little bit already, and that is how you, yeah. your, your choices, uh, and how you handle a crisis is modeled by everybody in your family. And uh, th- these things are contagious. And people look at you and how you react, not just in a crisis, but in every situation. In my leadership academy, we teach this in the negotiation class um, and in the conflict class. When you are in a boardroom and it's, you're not the person in charge, but you face a conflict and you do it well, you have just modeled for everybody else in that room how to handle a conflict. Well, It's the exact same thing with a crisis, Uh, with anything, when you do it well, people pay attention. When you do it badly, more people pay attention. And these are, we are, we are role (laughs) modeling, right? And I think it's so wonderful that the three of us are here talking about this and reminding people that there isn't a right way to handle a crisis. Everybody has their way of coping, and it's so important that we respect that. An emotionally intelligent sign is when you can recognize, number one, the first thing you need to recognize is how do I handle a crisis? How do I handle a bad situation? This is what I tend to do, whatever it is, eat, laugh, joke, hibernate, hide, um, all of the ways that we buffer. Watch Netflix. Watch shop online. I'm seeing a lot of people shopping online. It's a way of hiding, right? So number one, how do I handle a crisis? And when you realize that, then what can happen is, oh, some people clean. Uh, Some people will be ripping out all the closets and cleaning everything. That's their way of coping. Uh, um, And so number one, realize how you handle things. And when you get that, then you notice that, oh, I must be afraid. What's a better thing to do when I'm afraid? Tune into a positive podcast, talk to a friend, call somebody that I haven't, Um, Not that it's bad to clean your closets, but noticing that you are coping. You know, coping is something we do short-term. We're all coping right now. We're not meant to live coping. So that's a short-term response. And uh, when you recognize your coping skills, then you get to recognize that other people are coping as well. It gives you a sense of awareness, which I think is so critically important right now particularly for those of you listening who are now homebound with maybe five people in your family who all have different styles and ways of coping. And you can't well, leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so for I, those of you especially, special, it's important to really get
4: that.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and also with children involved, too, I'll just speak to, um, you know, having four sons at home who are 18, 20, 22, and 24, and the comments that are being made, um, and they're not negative or anything like that, but that, you know, we're, we're finding ourselves kind of grouping together in the morning and going, okay, what's going on now, and how should we respond to this, and what do we need to do, and, you know, there's there's conversations, and um, one of our, our oldest son has a job. He, he lives at home and has a job, and um, he he's faced with, do I work from home? Do I go into the office? What do I do? You know, there's just so many layers to uh, coping, as you say. And I noticed one of our sons, he's 22. He, he is coping by sending me as many pictures, texting me pictures of the cats. So he is my <laughs> yeah. at best ever meow on Instagram exists to help him because oh, he loves cats and that's how he navigates stress. So I think as, as leaders, And mothers and friends and sisters and, and, you know, wives and whatever it is, recognize there's beauty in really pausing to pause for other people as well and seeing how they are responding and reacting. One of the things that's, come, I mean, like, one of my kids is so pissed. Just like, why is this happening? You know, there's anger even. Yeah. To deal with. So. I I don't don't have a comment beyond that, just to say it's, you know, out there. I don't have a, you know, you just try and respectfully calm people down and say, you know, it's not helping this, you know, tons of things that go into managing anger. But I can see why. And you just, you feel for each person you're encountering. So my point in talking about that was compassion. And to really have compassion for other people as much as you can right now for yourself and for other people. Yeah, because everybody's different, like uh, you're you saying.
3: Know, the point here too, I'm gonna to jump in. The point uh, was about, you know, understanding our leadership style so that we can lead effectively and and be there for people that look to us. And I think one of the things that's neat in your story about your son, um, is that maybe people are stepping forward, stepping into the light as a leader, and the leader can be big or small. And you mm-hmm. can impact sort of the circle around you even if it's just your family with things that your doesn't have to be that you're all of a sudden a keynote speaker and I've seen beautiful little things happening just from talking to my circle and my family with things that like their 12 year old has done or their 22 year old has done that seem a little maybe outside of the norm or outside of the box that they're kind of stepping up and doing something and it might be simple like making a meal or doing an extra chore or whatever so these leadership roles and these leadership qualities can really surface in maybe many different ways as well and so if you are someone that's listening and you think well I'm doing something that's really helpful or really working I want to encourage you to share it um and 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 share what's working and, and whatnot because as much as we want to share the current situation that we're going through I think you know when I heard Beth talking about her eternal optimism and I that speaks to me because I also resemble that phrase is like, we need more people to step forward, step into the light and say, I also have some ideas. Like I'm going through it too. We all are, but, but let's, let's lead and, and help each other up together in this. We have
1: um, Dr. Dr. Kelly on the line with us, Dr. Lynn Kelly. Dr. Kelly, I would love for you to chime in right now. It's so perfect that you called in.
4: Good afternoon. How is everyone today? How is everyone doing? my first question. Are are we we positive? Are we smiling? Are we we, we doing all those good things that we're supposed to be
3: doing?
1: Yes. Yes, I think just the fact fact we're having this call helps. (laughs) um, We're we're talking about navigating stressful situations, and I know you and I had a show the other day. And um, I'd love for you to chime in right now because it's so – leadership and uh, it's so leadership driven right now in the point that we're making on point two. Do you want to talk about that? Because you were talking about sure, kids ha- the other I'm, day. I'm,
4: I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. You know, our show uh, the other day was about adults and helping children and adults helping adults. And I think we start with that uh, again. But I heard some really cool things that I wanted to share, which is why I wanted to chime in, is that, you know, we have these school districts that are trying to help kids and principals are, are taking the time out of their own day at night when they're not, they don't have to. And they're, they're helping kids with, with, you know, a bedtime story, like a happy bedtime story, a principal or a teacher. And, and that helps from parents, of course, but imagine my principal's reading me a bedtime story, you know, it's all going to be, you know, that is so cool. That is just so cool. Yeah. In a time where the uncertainty, especially with children, that is just so cool. And it, it at a time when they need to rest and and they need to be you know physically okay, that calms them down right away. And I thought that was just such a cool example. Lynn, will you remind us your
1: title? And uh, I know Endicott College, but I don't. I'm scrambling for like the t- exact exact title, and it just changed. I know it doesn't exactly matter, but I just want to give you you know.
2: Proper acknowledgement of who
4: you nowhere. actually are. I am the executive director for profe- for leadership and professional education at Endicott College, and I deal with graduate I deal with graduate students mostly, sometimes undergraduate students, but mostly students that are getting masters. Um, and the key for me, uh, one of the masters and, and certificates that I do is social emotional learning, which is so relevant all the time, but even more now. And doctoral yeah. students who want to be leaders um yeah. in any organization education business whatever they want to be they want to be leaders so transformative leadership and that kind of thing in this in everyday life but especially now that all of it is so is so important and and you've worked with kids people and children
1: of all ages through your career though i want to really make that point you've had, you've helped yeah. many different yeah. spots
4: We've yeah, seen it all. So yeah.
1: um
4: can you yeah, stay I with have. us as we
1: talk about how um the next point we're gonna make is to understand how changes are made. And um we may go into record mode um here a little bit longer and the call may extend a little bit, but um we were talking about, you know, generally like when there's a change to be made, we're we're in the driver's seat of it a lot. Um, you know, some things come at you and they're they're unpredictable and so forth like this. Um, but a lot of the time, you know, I, I go back to like New Year's resolutions in that moment where we're all like, "Yay, 2020 is going to be the best, <laughs> and I'm going to do this and that and another thing. This year's going to do everything." And um, right now, that's not the, exactly the case. And so, a lot of people, like we were talking earlier on the call, have multiple issues playing out at once in addition to this, and this has caused a change you didn't want. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about percolate for a moment, because percolate is the nine steps of change. And I know there are a lot of coffee metaphors in there woven in, so it might be um, sort of hard to peel away those layers of the coffee metaphors. But basically in there are the nine points of change. And I don't know where people are at with this. I've been thinking a lot about this, because I think right now in the state we're in, people are weaving in and out of all of them.
4: Do you, do you agree, Lynn? Yeah, go ahead, Lynn. Oh, okay. I did not I didn't know. Yes, absolutely I agree that they're weaving in and out of them. From a, from a leadership point of view and from a, from a living point of view, we, we look at things from a, a technical and an adaptive sort of way. Um, what do we have to do immediately? We have to wash our hands. We have to social distance. We have to quarantine if necessary. But the, the adaptive piece of this is we don't know how long this is going to go on. So I go back to what we talked about earlier in the the week, Elizabeth. We talked about um, the adaptive piece of this is establishing the routines that might last for a long time. So we're weaving in and out of those those pieces of change um, that have various labels to them, that various people put different labels to them. And And people are at different stages of that, but they have to be mindful that themselves as adults and kids too, Uh, What do we have to do immediately? And we have to really attend to that. And and not everybody's doing that, as we know from the news. I mean, not everybody's doing the technical changes that that are immediate and necessary. And and there's no debate over them. And then we have to weave in, okay, how are we bringing on these adaptive changes where people are still resisting, the resistors? So that because we may be in this for uh, the long haul. Um, As with any change, whether, again, whether it's a a pandemic, the 9-11 reactions, whatever, um, as with any change that you might want to make in an organization, you have to. You have to think about the immediate and necessary in the long term.
1: Yeah, I I, I love that. Thank you for chiming in there and, and helping out with that. And we got a question, will I take the metaphors off of that and put out the nine steps of change? Yes, I will do that and put that out there. Um, for everybody so that they understand the different uh, steps without the metaphors involved. Um, Chris, I would love for you to next talk about connecting and collaborating because I think that, you know, you are just, your your life sparkles. <laughs> you're
3: our sparkle squad. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, yeah. I think more than ever right now, the the ability to connect and to collaborate is, is necessary. I think as human beings, all the time, we crave connection, we seek connection, we thrive in connection, all we want to do is love and be loved, really, at the heart of it, and so when we look at, you know, how do we connect and collaborate now, I think a large part of it is, you know, we talk about social media being that double-edged sword, it's flooding us with information that can be detrimental, but if you, on the flip side, look at the positive, I know for me on my online forums, I've done a lot of engaging posts and they've been some of them have just been simple like share photos of your cat share photos of your dog um i had a post the other day that said for all the people who, who are home with kids write a sentence about what your kids are doing but use the phrase my coworker is to describe them and it just it brought joy and connection in the midst of this and i think that that is something that is at the heart of what i do and obviously online is is just a great platform right now we're blessed to have it for that reason and when people are looking for places to go for connection and for uh not feeling alone and and whatnot i think that those are the places finding a group that has a high level of engagement and people who are kind of living that like we're not in this alone and what can we do and here's a picture of my cat and through that some of the heartfelt comments come into play as well and then we navigate those Um, you know, Mm -hmm. with grace and understanding. And I think that that is is the importance. Like I know Beth earlier had mentioned, you know, we also as leaders have to take spaces and breaks for ourselves. So we're not overrun with different, you know, queries or requests or needs. Um, But our voice is so important right now too, because if we weren't there with our optimism, with our love and grace and compassion, um, then I think people kind of, grasp for whatever is out there in place of meaningful and heartfelt connection. So connection to me, yeah, it's just huge. And I, and I do what I can multiple times a day for that, including this call, you know, people who are listening, find comfort Mm -hmm. in that, that they have somewhere to go. So those are things that are just at the heart of everything I do.
1: Yeah. I, I, we had a post in our community last night where I asked people to post a hashtag positive word or phrase yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so I started with like collaborate, collaborate, reduce anxiety, ease fears, reduce stress, care about others, and so forth. And yeah. people added: have faith, keep hope close, be kind, breathe, meditate, yoga, yeah. dance, laugh, chillax, pray, live in the moment, love everyone, yeah. support each other. I mean, that's what we're. That's exactly. Um, I, that's yeah. what I needed to hear last night. I I loved yeah. people's responses to that. Um yeah. and I and, and I love your...
3: mm. <laughs> Sorry. <Go ahead. laughs> We've done so good ladies not interrupting too much so well done. And I know I just did right now but um in particular with connection right now I do find that people are commenting a little bit more to me about their concerns for someone who is a uh, high risk um lowered immune system uh, compromised immune system. Um, because that's what we are dealing with in my household is that even if I was to go out into the world, I could bring something home to my husband, big or small, and that is something on the forefront of our minds. And so when we look at choosing to self-isolate, which we are, um, it, it just has another layer, and I feel that that's that regular life coming in, right? And people yeah. have reached out to me about that, and they have just, you know, I don't have the answers, but I can listen, and I can share, and I can just say, you're not in it alone, and I think there's power in that as well. Yes, I, I agree.
1: Um, Beth, do you want to take rest, relax, and routine?
2: And then and oh, maybe and chime in too? To, she's, she's, yeah, she's, and let me chime in on the connect and collaborate. Um, oh, please, and, and then we can go into the rest, relax. I think that what I have appreciated so much recently in the past two weeks is the disconnecting from technology and the reconnecting in my neighborhood. And uh, yeah. last Sunday, when nobody knew what was going to happen in my part of the town, uh, my part of the country, Western Pennsylvania and the United States, Paul Paul is my significant other. He and I went to work in our community garden. And it's about a mile up the road. And we all practiced. There was about eight people there in a garden. And we practiced the whole safe distancing And we spent, I don't know, an hour and a half, Uh, cleaning out a flower bed in the community garden, and it felt so good. And after we were done with that, we went for a walk around the neighborhood, and it it was fascinating to me how people were looking at each other in the eye from six feet away, how are you? And just that connection, that connection was so meaningful to me. I get choked up thinking about it. Um, yesterday, one of our friends on Facebook talked about going to Trader Joe's and waiting in line for a really long time to buy flowers that she took to all the neighbors on her street and just left them on the on the uh, porch for them. And these type of connections nice. are really, really um, heartwarming to me. And just knowing that there is somebody that cares about you that's right here in the neighborhood it has been really important. Um, and so I do appreciate the opportunity to witness that. And to be a part of it. So. And I know, Lynn, you were talking
1: about the sunset or the moon or something on, on the show. I can't remember exactly what it was. But you said everybody came out and just, like, witnessed this majestic um, something oh, yeah. happening. Yes,
4: yes, 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 yes. And it, I live on the north shore of Massachusetts on the ocean in Marblehead. And, you know, I know people in our community but I was, I was talking when I was talking with Beth earlier in the week about the fact that, you know, we can see the harbor. And there was a beautiful moonrise after the full moon in Massachusetts. And, we, and, and I was out on my deck, and, and I noticed that people were out all on their deck across the harbor, witnessing something that in our busy lives that we wouldn't normally take the time We'd say, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Did you see the moonrise driving home? And and that would be it. People were actually lining the harbor and watching the moonrise because it was so beautiful. And taking in something that was inspiring and positive because they needed that. Just, just, is it Chris, right? When you gave the example about looking someone in the eye and saying, how are you? Um, and and the air hugs and whatever. But all of those kinds of things are the types of things that we don't normally do in our busy lives. And Mm -hmm. so you are so right on in terms of right on point in terms of what we need to be doing and everyone needs to be doing. And I think most people are getting to that point. Not everybody, as we know. But most right. people are getting to that point. And I also brought up the fact that, of all the videos of the people in Italy, which I am of Italian heritage, and the opera singer singing from their balconies, and everyone, you know, singing from their balconies. And the latest one, everyone on their balconies clapping for the first responders. Uh,
1: yeah, I saw that I one. I beautiful. love <clears> that
4: Really yeah. connecting in a way that nobody... I mean, if you're in Rome, you don't do that. And I go to Rome often to work. And if you're in Rome, no one looks up at those balconies. No one's on those balconies. And they were all on the the balconies clapping for the first responders down on the street. That's amazing. And it's just just the connection. You can't underscore that. I totally agree with everything that's being said. And there are so many other ways that we can do it. But those are just, I mean, just little ways little
1: little ways. So I'm just going to remind us that we're on the phone with Beth Caldwell, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino, which is me, and Chris Fuller and Dr. Lynn Chelley of Endicott College talking about developing emotional Mm -hmm. resilience, tips for navigating stressful situations. And we're going to go through the rest of the points and we are going to extend the call a little bit. If you're listening live, we have four minutes left in our regular program schedule. Sometimes the call's do cut off if you're listening through a link, but we do go into record mode, which means the show in its entirety will be available on replay. I have no idea what happens these days when we go over, but generally it's – it's. Uh, I know that it gets recorded. I just don't know whether you can hear it or not live. If you've called in, you can. It could be a good time if you're listening via the link to call in. It's 646 787 I'm going to open up the phone line to the 918 area code. I'm just randomly selecting phone calls. All I'm going to do is just ask you if you're listening or would like to ask a question. If you could just let us know, that way we know. Um, so 918 area code, are you listening or would you like to ask a question or chime in?
3: Hi, I am with you. I don't know if you can hear oh, me, nice. though.
1: Oh, nice. Can, we can hear you. You're actually live on the air with us would you like to just listen or did you want to ask a a question or make a point while we're all together?
3: But you are live on the radio, Um, so
1: I can, I can mute your call too.
0: um, I would say that I am very grateful for this. Um, I've noticed um, just some interesting experiences um, just in general uh, as to how we cope with um, solidarity um, yeah. which means there's a lot more internal introspection going on. And um,
3: I've been getting out into nature every day and noticing more and more of the trails are filled and um, filled with people, the tracks are. And um, so
2: this is a very good encouraging conversation. So thank you for having it. Wonderful.
1: Thank you for calling in. Would mm-hmm. you like me to keep your phone locked? Uh, would you like to stay live in the air with us, or would you like me to mute it back out so you can just go back into listening mode?
3: Um meeting would be great probably. Okay.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling in. And Thank you're you. welcome to call in. Yeah, it's it's six four six seven eight seven eight five three seven. Um we're trying to connect our community together and 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 give hope and, and faith and, and reduce stress and all those all those good things. So um <clears throat> would you like to we talk I have we talked about we have not talked about rest relax and routine. Beth, would you like to talk about the importance of rest, relax and routine?
2: Well I this is not my area of expertise, but boy am I learning it, right?
0: I am I'm the
2: queen of I'm the queen of anti routine. Does anybody is anybody else anti routine like I am? Oh, I'm so stubborn oh, about yeah.
3: that.
2: I got um, a badge for crazy busyness. And I love the chaos, yeah. so I feel you, best. And I love to make my own routine as sort of my defiance, right? Yeah. But those of us who have children at home and family members and people staying with us, and we're, it, routine makes people feel safe. The reason one, one of the reasons why so many people in the world today are so very afraid is because we don't know what to expect. We as humans feel better when we know what to expect, and that's what yeah. a routine does for us. Um, a, a structured routine as far as when you when you take your walk and when you e- take your medicine and when you have your meals and even when you watch the news. I only watch it at noon or I watch it at 5 p.m. or what, whatever your routine is. And then I also think that this is such a tempting time, to stay up as late as you want to because we don't have to get up on the alarm in the morning. For those of us, I live in a state where we have been asked to shut down our businesses and we're being asked to stay home. Not 47 states in the United States are not in that situation. But for those people here in Pennsylvania, New York, and California, The temptation to stay up really late, or those of you who are kids Mm -hmm. and college kids home from school, is really important, too. But it really can throw off our balance. It can throw off our routine. It can cause anxiety and and depression. As Elizabeth said, none of us are doctors, but we are moms, and we know this, don't we?
4: Yes. (laughs) And
2: so those routines are so important, the sleep routine, going to bed, um, because what happens when we stay up all night and watch TV? We just feel so funky the next day. We're not at our best self. Then we get, you know, the temper, temper issues, irritability issues. It's um, yeah, it's, no, it's, I, I can com- get ugly. I completely agree with you. And you know, with
1: with little kids, sometimes it's a little more, e- you know, it's a little easy. You know, their routine, they're going to school. You know, when their bus, you know, when you're picking them up from the bus, you kind of have a general idea when dinner time is, bedtime, and so forth. But um, like in our house, we have three three including me doing online school now. So mm-hmm. where, where they were where they were having routines and classes and things like that. Now those are all home. And I think online kicks back in on Monday because all of the colleges have pretty much canceled any in-person anything for the rest of the semester or most of them. Anyway, I can't speak for every one of them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things when we're talking about routine that I haven't heard yet on this call is health. And um, I want to chime in there if I could and just add in maybe a a routine of health because it's never too late to um, shift your health into better mode or best mode or whatever it is. There's so many little things that you can do to improve your health, your mindset, Calls like this, um, health-wise, yeah. right now is a, maybe a great time to add a couple of vegetables a day, or go for a 20-minute walk, or um, exercise. You know, to do. You know, yeah. um, I was on a call yesterday where um, the doctor suggested removing dairy because of all the complications right. dairy has with you. So, um, so many things go into different different types of routines as well, whether it's work, health, school, kids. Um, you know, but but that mindfulness for that routine could be a good I, idea for it. But, Chris, I can hear yeah. you um, Yeah, wanting to chime yeah, in with can that. Yeah, <coughs> you can hear me getting
3: antsy because I want to chime in. I can hear you. Yeah, I can We need little buttons. But in that, both of you mentioned <laughs> that you are moms, and I just want to let our listeners know that I am not a mom. And so if you're someone that doesn't have kids, it's still – resonates you need to still take care of yourself and i know you were just hitting on that elizabeth and one thing that i am doing right now that is for our regular life but certainly now is i've imposed a bedtime like i'm 43 i don't but i still felt that i was doing motion. you know beth you talked about that watching i know i have a bedtime i, I wish someone would give me nap time and timeout as well but that that's <laughs> but i give myself a bedtime right now and it's It's 930 with a 30-minute gray area because sometimes it's 10, but you know what it does is it puts me to bed before midnight, before 1 a.m., before I'm walking down a path of not having good rest because rest is part of the health. So if you're someone that's looking for something and you're like, I don't know what to do, it's too overwhelming to change my diet or whatever, I will recommend give yourself a bedtime because it's hard at the beginning, but once you get into it, your body will thank you and you will Just have one little sliver of that. So if you already do and you're celebrating a bedtime, I'll, you know, join my team. Banners will be coming out next March, I'm sure. But right now, (laughs) team bedtime.
1: I want to be in Beth's house trying to give Beth Caldwell a
4: bedtime. (laughs) Well, and for the non-routine
3: ladies and for the busy, 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 it's, it's hard. It's tricky, but it's been worth it. Lynn, go ahead.
4: No, I was going to jump in on the bedtime. I really love that. Um, I think for children, um, especially the middle and high school kids that we're dealing with, uh, I am not a mother, but I'm a grandmother. And um, so I have no children at home, but I'm monitoring what my grandchildren are doing. I think they thought of this as, a, you know, snow days, you know, um, yeah. in Massachusetts we have snow days or, you know, things like that. And we don't have to go to bed because we don't have to get up. And, um, putting that bedtime into the routine of the children, I think at every level is critical. You make a super point because I can't follow that. You're better than I am. Um, And when I go to bed, my mind tends to not turn off. And if I have more time to turn it off and more time for reflection and meditation so that it does turn off, I have more restful sleep. However, for the children, if they're thinking of this as a real big party, That this is, you know, because we're shielding the younger ones from the heavy-duty information and only on the as-needed-at-their-level-to-know basis, we don't want them to think, this is, you know, we're getting into time as usual, you know, packets of of work and online working and uh, the bedtime so that you can be up. And I really am going to use this as an example because I loved it. My daughter sent to me, because I was hounding her, like any good grandmother would do, <laughs> yeah. for right. well, my middle school grandson. She sent me a color-coded schedule. He not only has to go to bed on time, but he has to get up on time, and he has to make his bed, and he has to clean his room, and it can't just be left that way because he's not leaving the house. Yeah, so yeah that's a good point. I I just, you, a mom, yep, I'm oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. No, you go. No, I was just going to say, I just thought that those pieces, there were other pieces to the routine, which I thought were helpful, but I thought those pieces just jumped out at me. And in and, and talking about bedtime, and I thought that that just was so apropos.
3: Yeah. The, uh, Thanks, Lynn. We and were, I do want to add, yeah. you had yeah. said you got those charts, you got things going, and you applauded me. But I also want to put in this caveat so that our listeners know, I'm not perfect at it. Oh, there are still days when I don't adhere to my bedtime self-imposed, but every day is a new day and I get a chance to reset and I see the value, but I'm not perfect at it. And so if you're someone who is trying charts with kids at home or maybe the new wonderful bedtime, it's okay if you're not perfect at it. And I think that's important too, because, you know, we're not perfect at it. I'm not perfect at what I'm doing. I just know that it serves me and I'm trying my best. So that was my, my two cents, as you were talking about someone else, your daughter, using charts and setting up wonderful routines for her littles. But um, every day is a new great, day, so if you have some point. struggles, it's okay.
4: Great great point, because I said to her, how's that, how's that working out for you? And she said, yeah. not so well the first few days. I said, <laughs> stick to it. I mean, she, basically, those were her words. How's that working out for you? It, it looks good on paper. Yeah. How's it working out for you? I know his personality. I know how he is. And she yeah. said, I have, to, I have to keep at it, Mom, because it's not going to be immediate. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Cut yourself some slack as an adult. You know, we, we, we can reset. We, human, that's human nature. We reset, just yeah. like whoever was talking about the, um, the New Year's, New Year's Resolutions. How many times by the third week of January are we off of them? Well, the reset time is, it's really good to be mindful in that reflection about, okay, what didn't I do well? Looking back at the day and saying, okay, well, that wasn't so good. Um, it's sort of like, it's sort of like doing that reflection of what did I want to do? What did I do well? What didn't I do so well? And resetting, okay, I'm going to try it again because it's okay that I didn't do it well.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um <clears throat> we just got a
4: comment about
1: working from home and it was Elizabeth, chime in <laughs> with working from home. And I have worked from home for over twenty years and I will um just offer this up too as a routine for those for everybody working from home right now. <clears throat> that routine where you don't just put your hair on top of your head and sit around in sweats all day, um breaking that up breaking that cycle up is a good one because otherwise it's a recipe pantry eating. And um we're yeah. just getting really lazy. It's a good twenty pounds you put on. everybody about six months from now is gonna be like, Oh my gosh. But it's uh yeah, be really careful if you're working from home because the thing that's in sight now is the kitchen and food, um and, and things like that. And I say that sort of with a grain of salt a little bit, but you know, just um mm-hmm. try to put in as best you can of a routine like you almost would like a little kid going to school at home as you're <clears throat> Managed self. I
3: don't know if yeah. you in there, Chris.
1: <laughs> you and I see Zooms with our hair. No, you hit it. Head. You hit it. Boom. And I like all of ours. that.
3: Um, <laughs> I do love charts. I might make one. Watch out. <laughs> no, I think that um, those are all th- such great points. And the, the, the fact about having grace with yourself, too, it reminds me of Beth's comment earlier where she's, you know, you have these great ideas. But as long as you're not saying you should and it becomes a right. point of stress. Is, is make sure you're sort of aware of both sides. So I know we all three or, or four of us with Lynn there now, too, have talked about the importance of that mindfulness. And I know um, that just how important that is, is that you're going to put your best step forward to take showers and bedtimes and do things that are positive and helpful. But be, be mindful of being kind to yourself. You don't yeah. have to be perfect at it. You still get a human card.
1: So the next point is to reframe the situation with gratitude. And um, boy, um, I almost, we were him and hawing about this one, uh, uh, to say that out loud on a radio show with all the things playing out in the background. Um, can, Beth, you want to take that one? Because you, you really had some really good words before we went on the air to sort of discuss this point appropriately and, and put it in its place.
2: Well, you know, we have all weathered storms in our lives up until now, different storms. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's a thunderstorm, sometimes it's a tsunami. Hopefully we have very few of those really big storms in our lives. But think about the last really traumatic experience that you've had, if it was the death of a, of a parent or a loss of a job or a heartbreak. And there's a point in the, that, that grief where everybody starts to giggle do you know what I mean where somebody says something at the funeral home and just everybody bursts into laughter and that's that's yeah. the way that our human bodies are designed to heal and to cope and so laughter even though we're talking about gratitude but I, I wanted to paint that picture of that's a part of healing looking at what's going well looking at something that's funny is a part of coping and it's a part of healing and there are a lot of critics right now talking about, oh, what are you looking yeah. for silver lining? And most of us are not talking about a silver lining today, right? But for yeah. some of us it's natural to be grateful. As I was got choked up yesterday with somebody putting flowers on a neighbor's porch and just seeing, actually seeing my neighbor walking in their dog. Not not just rushing through my walk because it was something on my to do list, right? Yeah. But let's think about the possibility of not having gratitude, not experiencing gratitude, what's the opposite of that? And that is to focus on only the worst possible outcome. And friends, that is not yeah. the way we're designed. If that's what we start doing, just focusing on worst possible outcomes and getting obsessed with pre-traumatic stress and worrying about things that might happen, Yeah, we are going to be in very sad shape. And it's right. important to always, like no matter what, no matter what trauma or what crises you're coping with, to look for something good. You know, we have taken our kids. Um, and Chris, I didn't realize you didn't have children yet. we have never met before this day. I didn't, didn't know that you didn't have children. But we, Paul and I, and Elizabeth, you and your husband and I, have taken our kids, our adult children, through disappointment and heartache and career and college letdowns yeah. and, and these things and we are always telling them you know yeah there's something good will come of this something good will come of this and it's not appropriate to say that today but it is appropriate to look for something in your in your life that you are happy for you know there was a time in my life you all and maybe your life too I don't know you well but there was a time in my life when I was a struggling divorced single mom with two kids that you know if, if my car were to break down it was a crisis right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. now, now people, some people, i heard of someone today who has no transportation so they literally had used up all their groceries because most of us have one week, one to two weeks worth of food, some of us a little bit more. Yeah. This family didn't have transportation and my friend um, took them just all kinds, she went to a restaurant and she took them all kinds of food and she said, Beth, I didn't know. We're so busy in our lives that we don't realize how you know, that, oh, I've heard people talk about, oh, my roots are showing, my nails are getting so long and I can't get my manicure. People, let's keep this in perspective, you know. Um, mm-hmm. People are really, people literally have no food because they have no transportation or they're afraid. And so we can look at, at, at the things that we truly do have to be grateful for. Um, for me, it is that I already work from home and I have a savings account. Um, so even if yeah. it's just that, if it's just that, I was telling somebody yesterday, she had a huge sale in her business. And I said, imagine if that hadn't happened. Aren't you so happy? That really annoyed her, by the way. Uh, Aren't you happy that 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 was scheduled for March 1st instead of April 1st? Right? There's always something that we can find in every situation to be grateful for.
4: Lynn? Yeah. Can you chime in? Yeah, I'm here. I think that um – we have to, as adults, I agree with everything that's being said, but, you know, I look at dealing with, with, with one another. We have to help one another be able to do that because not everybody has the skill the set to do that. Um, I tend to be, and I'm, I'm going to say this right out loud on, 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 on the tape, on the radio, um, I tend to be a grass-house-full kind of girl, and I have to have practice the self-awareness all the time, all the time, Yep. And the reflection, do reflection so that I can do, um, I'm sorry, I'm a glass half empty kind of girl and I have to practice the self-reflection to be the glass half full kind of girl so that I can model that. And I reach out, frankly, I reach out to my adult friends who are better at yep. that than I am, who are way better at that than I am. And if I'm practicing that that sort of negativity instead of looking for the positive, uh, I I. It's not going to help me and it's not going to help anybody that I interact with because those kinds of social social cues are going to to rub off on on everyone that I'm dealing with and it's not going to be a positive experience in in any aspect of my life, personal or professional. What I do want to say, however, because it's, it's been very important to me, is that I was sitting here listening to all of you when I jumped on the call and I said, This is exactly what I needed to hear for me today because I don't work from home regularly, but I'm very adept on technology, and I teach online, so, you know, I don't see my students that often face-to-face. But this has been a really tough week for me who's used to this. So jumping on this call and hearing about the gratitude. About, about working in the garden, about appreciating the nature, about looking people in the eyes. I'm just going to go out and take a walk now and, and, and try to do some of those kinds of things because I needed to hear from other adults that it's okay yeah. that I'm feeling this way. And children need that from us too. So if we can't do it for ourselves, we're not going to be able to help our kids do it. So I, I just think that everything... That has been said is is can't be said enough. Has to be said in different ways, and it's not going to happen overnight. Um, uh, I use yeah. the analogy because because somebody said this to me last night. You always go to the negative. You always go to the I can't. Somebody said you know yeah. Larry Bird and Michael Jordan didn't get to be good basketball players by practicing an hour a week. They were throwing stuff right. into the trash barrels. If they were sitting down anywhere, they were throwing stuff into the sink. They were throwing, they were throwing basketballs as much as they could. They were throwing stuff for, for angles from anywhere they could possibly be. And it's practice with this kind of behavior too, that's going to make us better at it. I love that. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I love everything you said there. And um, I need to bring Chris into the conversation um, because oh, Chris good. has an online at auction that needs to go live here in 30 minutes. So she's going to have to excuse herself from this phone call. Um, but I was yeah. hoping that you could chime in on what, what Lynn just said and then also tell us about what's going on in your life um,
4: online.
3: Yeah, they really tie in hand in hand. I love, of course, listening to your Lynn, Beth, and Elizabeth um, on gratitude. Um, Two thoughts I have. One is um, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And, you know, resist the temptation to compare yourself. You know, Lynn, you have said, oh, I've got friends who do this better or do that better. But the value you bring is still so wonderful. And so if you're listening and you're someone that thinks, well, I don't know if I should phone that friend or reach out to that friend, that's usually she's so good at that. Put that aside. If you have an instinct to do something, do it because your voice matters too. So that was my first thought. Can I, um, can I interrupt you for all, a minute? Yeah, please that, do. Oh my gosh, Come back so to me, powerful. Elizabeth. I have two points.
1: <laughs> I know. I got the second one. I got you. I know. I'm interrupting in, in it's the okay. second point.
3: It's okay. Um,
1: because I got so nervous about this call because um I'm I'm like, Well who I had that for a moment, doubt of like who yeah. am I to get on the Radio right now and tell people what they should or shouldn't be doing. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not telling people what to do. We're having a conversation about what's possible. And that's the difference in this conversation their ideas, their thoughts, their we're consoling each other. We're helping each other. We're helping each other see things in different ways. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I love that point you just made to like have confidence in your own voice and your actions and so forth. Thank you for that. Okay. I'll be quiet. Yeah.
3: Thank you for that. And that I no, that's okay. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. You're allowed, you're allowed to talk on your own radio show, Elizabeth, just a little. <laughs> um, the other point that I wanted to make was in looking at that gratitude that we've all been talking about, and how and where is there a space or a place for it? And I do believe there is, but I, I know this to be true, is that if I was to take an inventory of myself on any given day right now in my journey with my husband's new diagnosis and everything happening in the world and who I am at the heart of things, there are days when I look at my attitude, mindset, and gratitude level, and I would give myself a 9 out of 10. But in that same day, I would give myself a 2 out of 10. And you think, how can you be a 9 and a 2 at the same time? But for me, it's just possible because I see things that bring me joy. And I mentioned I don't have kids, but I have a lot of kids in my life, nieces and nephews. And FaceTime has been our number one friend. And they've been sharing with me projects and dances and things that just make me smile, reaching out to me more than before, I think, because of the situation. And that has brought me infinite joy. And I love it. And then on the two side, you know, not I struggle to find the gratitude around our journey. And um, in fact, we just had the unfortunate news of having some of our hospital appointments be canceled for next week, um, which we found out late last night. And that was disheartening because it leads to waiting and it leads to more uncertainty and more unknown. And just so uh, the ladies on the call and the listeners know, our my husband's diagnosis on February 26th was stage four colon cancer, but we're still waiting for further treatments to find out, what other organs it's impacted, his brain, his chest, his bones, That that's what we're waiting for. And so it's such a horrible wait because one of the things I'm craving is news, information, and a plan. And our team has reassured us, like, coming, we just have delays because we're preparing for this other thing. And so taking a back burner is really hard when I'm like, no, I, I you know, um, we're urgent, but we're not emergent. And that difference has been, a not fun one. And so how do I, you know, there's me being a two struggling.
4: And then I'm outside with my
3: cat in the sun and finding gratitude. So the mix is there and it's, it is tough to navigate when you've got that regular life stuff. Um, I'm I'm going to let you comment Elizabeth and then, and then I'll probably sign off because we do, we're having an auction here online. Um, We're doing a, a number of fundraisers for my family to help us navigate this time. Um, and one of the things I have as well, I'll let our listeners know is I've been blogging about my experience and I have a website called cancer ninja.com. If you want to read my experiences, it's, uh, it's been I a really it. great ex- exercise for me writing about it. It's raw. It's real. There's some humor weaved in because as we said, Beth, right, that humor comes out. It's a human condition. And so that's all there. And that's my, that's my sort of final thoughts, but I'll, I'll let Elizabeth maybe comment back to me before I sign out. I just
4: have love.
1: <clears throat> I, I just have yeah. applying love to your situation and I'm and we're all here for you and um
4: yeah. and
1: I I I don't I don't even have words for it. I'm still in the angry mode so about that one. So don't yeah. even get me started mm-hmm. on the about that. I'm not happy. Uh, no. so, right now and so that. my so, my
3: final words too are for the listeners. If when, anyone else is going through something like this where things have changed and you have an unexpected on top of an unexpected you are definitely not alone. You are just not alone. Like I am here.
1: I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to make you cry either. We love you. And um, it's okay. I know. It's okay to cry. Have
3: a little cry. It's okay to cry. You you, had a a
1: major cry out the other day and it's okay to cry. You know, everybody's crying (laughs) right now. You're not alone in that either. Trust me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The whole world's crying out. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, But circle back to love. I know, Elizabeth, you were saying you've got love for me, (laughs) and that's perfect. Yeah.
1: All right. And um, I'll circle back with you for your online auction and make sure we get all that going, too. But um, give Ben
3: hugs. I will. And ladies, thank you for your conversation. Lynn, Beth, Elizabeth, thank you for being the lights that you are in the midst of this and for being you and being real, because... You no know, one is looking for that superhero. They're just looking for other real people to connect through, and we are all in this together. So I thank you for being you and for including me, and I am going to have to sign off now. But hug and love from Canada
4: Same and to me. Thank you. Same to you, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.
3: Thank you for being you,
1: too. Uh, you know, I love what she said, Beth and Lynn, about um, <clears throat> writing it down and with her Cancer Wife Ninja um, blog, because that's one of the points I was going to make about this whole thing and gratitude and whatever it is that you're feeling right now. Journals are so powerful and blogging. Um, So now might be a great time for people to start that if it's not part of what you practice already. Linda or Beth, do you have a journal like that?
4: I do. And I do want to say, um, I encouraged, I encouraged a couple other parents last night over the phone, Asked them if they were in the midst of their, their, routines for schoolwork, asking children to write. And I didn't mean necessarily write about what was going on, just write. And the parent went right to, I've asked them to write their feelings so that when they get older, they can go back and look at it. And right now, children, younger children, and maybe even older children, maybe even adults are having trouble writing down their real feelings about what's going on. And never mind if something's on top of what's going on, as we just heard, it can be a difficult thing to really get that free flow going. Um, so, but to try, to really try, because going back and looking at it is is really healing. I think. Yeah. It's Beth,
1: true. did you want to say something
2: too? Hell. Well, of course, I write every day. I'm a writer, so I'm always writing. And um, and probably the most frequent place I write is in my Monday morning, my Monday morning mastermind group. Um, where I will post my thoughts through the day and my inspiration through the day. And I have been very quiet. It is hard to write when you're in shock or when you're worried or when you're concerned. Um, getting started is so tough. And my tip for you would be one, you know, practice the self care and get your rest and make your plans and get your routine and have gratitude, all the things we've talked about today. But another thing that you can do, if you can't, if you feel like you can't dig in and write for yourself, then write with a loved one or a senior citizen or a child and help them express their feelings. We as women are so incredibly powerful at helping other people. It seems like we help ourselves last. I believe we're in some ways wired to do that way as caregivers, but help somebody else to write their feelings. And I've seen something amazing where somebody has started a list of senior citizens who who are shut into their home, and you can call them. And, uh, uh, but you probably already know somebody that lives in your neighborhood or somebody that you're related to, that you could do a writing project together. And uh, what a gift this will be to look at in years to come. And I have thought so much, you know, my children are older. They're both college uh, age. uh, But as as you've talked about your grandchildren, and I think about uh, my cousins and their children and how afraid and uncomfortable these little ones must be with school being canceled, their routine being turned upside down. So it will be a gift to have these little ones writing and sharing their feelings. And um, they don't hold back as much as we do as adults. So I think that's a great a suggestion. You have some interesting pictures
1: being posted that little kids have painted and so forth into the community. So I think it's starting to to um, happen. And even like what we just did, um, I know, I know both of us were having trouble, like, okay, what do I write? What do I, you know, and we're writers, you know, completely at a loss for what, where to start. And we did this. So um, we hope this helps uh, everyone today listening and involved. And um, we did talk about the the final two points, pretty much I'm just going to kind of read them off a, a little bit here about being patient with yourself because people's response in crisis varies from uh, person to person. And we had talked about really pausing and being patient with other people. So as we close the show, you know, we're all in new territory together. And it's and we keep sort of this part is a little preachy because we were all saying <laughs> parts of us get preachy about the kindness and compassion and understanding in these moments that we're all going through together. Um, especially um, Lynn, as you said, like when we're all in, you know, con- sort of confined in our home together. Perhaps there's routines that could be established and so forth. But I wanted to leave on this note if we can all chime in about self-care because this is maybe a time to try and tighten that up a little bit to be as healthy as you can can be. And um, so right now, if you're listening to this call and one of the things that's resonating with you is that you're not in the best physical or emotional health because they're both tied in together, it could be that moment where you consider using the pause we talked about to implement just even a slight change that might have bigger ripple effects in your life. Um, one of those, um, one of the first things I do when I'm helping people lose weight and so forth on best ever you or get a healthier lifestyle or um, do something just a little bit better than they were before is I um, ask them to remove everything they're drinking, but water and tea. Um, that might be a tip that might help someone. Um, so, um, I know it seems simple, but it's a change that you can make in your life that has a lot of effects to your health and well-being. Um, Beth, do you have anything? I know you were telling me we were both talking about health and well-being and so forth, and I thought you had implemented a few things, too. Did you implement walking or something? I can't remember.
2: Well, Sunshine Every Day is something that uh, is a little tough to get in western Pennsylvania. I don't know how it is up in Maine. Um, but Sunshine Every Day is uh, an outside fresh air every day. It's um, easy for a writer uh, to to be really comfortable staying at home and not even going out. Um, sunshine Every Day, a walk every day, a laughter every day, um, something funny every day. And, um, boy, I'll tell you, one of the things that I've always wanted to do uh, like you, I listened to the podcast and, and uh, I listened to the one yesterday with the doctor He recommended to take the dairy out. Great tips from him, by the way. You guys have to listen yeah. to that recording. But um, we're eating more slowly. <laughs> we're cooking more slowly. My routine last week and for the past, as long as I can remember, has been we cook our meals on Sundays, most of them. And then I'm between clients, I rush out to the kitchen and microwave something. And so yesterday, I'm out there being Mother Earth with my cooking, right, and, and just enjoying it, and then we're eating slower. These are all self-care tips, um, being patient with yourself and being patient with other people. And, um, and I'll go back to what I said in the very beginning, do what you feel like doing. Really, yeah. really listen to that, that inner voice right now. Yeah.
1: Lynn, did you want to comment on that before we go? Sure.
4: Um, I'm going to give a real practical and a hopefully um, funny example. This morning, um, so my my siblings, I have two brothers and a sister and adult nieces and nephews. And my sister-in-law posted, um, sent a a text. My niece, my adult niece is 28, is um, a fitness instructor part-time and she can't go to the gym. So my sister in law posted a video of, of a workout um, for upper body, uh, and she had really light weights and The funny part about it is uh, that's simple because we should be doing that anyway at home. My other niece chimed in to the group and said, "But I don't have weights at home, so I'm going to use um cans of cans of vegetables, heavy cans of vegetables <laughs> that in a milk, tie them together also." Oh, Everyone was laughing and then of course they chimed in and said, Well can't we do a Dunkin' Donuts run? So the fact is is that, you know, we went my and my daughter in law chimed in and said, How can we go from exercising to eating donuts? So there is the laughter <laughs> piece of it that everybody was talking about. And yeah. it, it just it was it was just fabulous because my point is I'm not a regular exerciser because I've had some back surgeries. But what she was showing me on that on that tweet, on that in, uh, Instagram piece today, was something that I could do and anybody could do with anything that we have in our house right now. And it would make us feel better. And, and, and to, to the point that was just made, in the sunshine, even if it's in mm-hmm. front of a window, even if it's on the porch, we can do that. Even if we look crazy stupid, it doesn't matter. We're trying right. to do what's best for us. And what's going to make us feel good about ourselves? I think that's I think that's the key. Whatever it's going to make us feel positive, and whatever's going to make us smile, and whatever's going to make us laugh. And when I was reading that, I was actually laughing this morning for the first time in a long time. When my daughter-in-law said, "How can we go from exercising to eating donuts?" Yeah, you know, it was just, it was hysterical.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I I think it's wonderful because you know it it it, it just sort of helps the situation, doesn't it? <laughs> it? in in a lot of different ways, like what you just said, in the laughter and in the health, all in one. So, um, you know, I was going to ask that that would be such a nice. Do you think she would be open to posting that video in Facebook? Cause there's so many people who probably need that video right now. We've we need um we have a group in Facebook with about three thousand people in it and people are looking for home workouts and things like that. So maybe she would she would do that. And we had another person so in the group simple. who posted It's so yeah. simple. Yeah.
4: It's so simple. I, was, I mean she was using one and a half pound weights. And she could add you can use it with anything let me let me um call her after this call and and put her in touch with you elizabeth and um That'd be great she yeah yeah she her name is Jennifer, and her last name still is Chelly. she's not getting married until um uh until September, so she will have hmm. the last same last name as me, and um i'll I'll put her in touch okay, awesome um
1: <clears throat> no that's, that's great advice yeah and i you know i do think. Duncan might be open in the drive-thru, or did they close that there? Just oh, no, saying. you can
4: still go in. You can still okay. go in. They have the chairs and everything blocked <laughs> off, and yeah. uh, you can go in. You can order on the go. They can deliver. Um, you can go in, and you can get a takeout, and you can leave in Massachusetts right now, um, but you can't sit there and congregate. Uh, right. and so so that, that, that has been great. Um, and the other piece of that laughter this morning was, you know, we could always do a donut crawl. <laughs> Gosh. It was just, I mean, seriously seriously people needed that this morning at nine o'clock this morning after a week yeah. of this. I think people need
1: a lot of things. So yeah, I, I don't blame you and I, I think it's it's great. I, I see it all over the place. There there was a there was a um a thread in Facebook last night where you take a movie line and change the, change one word in it to toilet paper. People were going on and on and on. So clearly you're onto something there with with the funny part of it um, and, and people getting some relief from the stress of it through, you know, the humor and the memes and, and the participation and so forth. So I completely get it. Um, I hope this call has been helpful to you. Um, Beth, did you want to comment? Um, Before we go.
2: Uh, Thank you so much for hosting this, Elizabeth. And I think it's been a great opportunity for us to connect uh, some souls all around and hopefully we'll, we'll extend this a little bit of of connection uh, through the rest of our weeks and months ahead. And um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if
1: you need us, let us know. Um, We're in the best ever you community or besteveru.com. We um, have a section set up for people to contribute to our website. You can just go to besteveryou.com and click join. It's free. And if you let me know that you've joined and you want to contribute an article or a video or anything like that, just let me know and I'll set your permission to writer so that you can access the blog and contribute to the website. Um, We are asking for that right now and it can be expert level or it can be community level. It, it, It doesn't matter whatever you've, Whatever your thoughts are, we encourage them right now. It's, it connects us. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lynn, for being on the call. Thank you to Beth Caldwell. Thank you, uh, Dr. Kelly. I call you Dr. Lynn, sorry. Um, you can call me Dr. You,
4: Lynn. I'm, just, I'm just, thank you for asking me to jump in. I, 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 I'm I, humbled and happy to help any way I can. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all you listening. And a special note, let's keep Chris
1: Fuller and Ben Fuller in our thoughts and prayers and um, keep them in our mind as well. Um, they've got a, 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 a tough road to navigate here a little bit. And um, her, I think her online auction, they have a GoFundMe page as well set up. So um, we'll end Chris Fuller, and our thoughts and prayers are with you, Chris and Ben. And our um, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody and stay safe and healthy and well. And um, I don't know what else to say. Anybody else got anything more to say? Thank, Thank you, you,
4: Elizabeth, for what you're doing.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you all for being with us. Take care
4: and um,
1: visit us at Best Ever You. Take care. Bye,
4: everybody. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.